Hello, everyone. This is Kristen from Arkansas Children's Hospital, and you're listening to the Live, Learn, Play podcast. Today's episode is from our Facebook Live Ask the Experts series, where we sit down with our team members for an in-depth chat about their specialty. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this Ask the Experts chat. Hello, I'm Kristen Bandy with Arkansas Children's, and I'm here with Dr. Janine Amos at Arkansas Children's Northwest. She's the Assistant Professor of Pediatric Otolaryngology. I did have to learn how to pronounce that properly. (laughs) She's a very good teacher in that regard. I will still mess it up, though. (laughs) Dr. Amos, thank you for joining us today. Happy to be here. Thank you. And tell us a little bit about what you do here. so here, uh, like you said, I'm a I, I'm an otolaryngologist. So I primarily she says that so easily. <laughs> I primarily so treat uh, children uh, for issues of anything to do with the ears, nose, throat, head, neck, um, pretty much anything above the clavicle that's not brain or eyes. I'll take care of. Awesome. And today mm-hmm. we're going to talk about snoring in mm-hmm. children, how common it is, and a few questions that some parents might have. So first, let me ask you, what drew you to ENT? Sure. Um, I really liked ENT because I felt like otolaryngologists make a really big difference, especially in children's lives. The problems that we treat are fixable. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I can see a patient, I can do, give them medicine or do surgery, and um, most of the time I, I can make them better, and I, it, it's very satisfying. So as I said, we're here to talk about snoring today. Mm-hmm. So we all know what snoring is, mm-hmm. but medically, can you tell us what snoring is and what's happening in the body? Sure, so uh, when we go to sleep, all of our muscles relax, including the muscles in the upper airway. If there are parts of the airway that are narrow and collapse during sleep, then that will create a snore or no- noisy breathing during sleep. I think we all tend to think about a grown up falling asleep in the chair in the living room and, and snoring, but sure. how- How common does it happen in children? It's more common than you would think. Uh, I think the literature cites about 10 to 20 percent of children have some kind of snoring and that can vary in severity. And what age does it typically start? The majority of kids I see are anywhere from three and older. Uh, However, we do get an occasional infant with snoring and those tend to be a little bit more complicated cases, but usually three and older is what we see. So does snoring get worse as kids get older? That really depends. Um, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, and when we have a kid that we're kind of watching and waiting, we do monitor whether the snoring is getting worse or getting better. And, and if it does get worse, then we'll often recommend some kind of surgery. Is snoring something to be concerned about? Is it a signifier of something going on or do some kids just snore? The biggest concern with snoring is obstructive sleep apnea. If you do have obstructive sleep apnea, that won't just affect your sleep, it'll affect your daytime behavior. Some children will have persistent bedwetting at at a later age due to obstructive sleep apnea. And then if if it's left untreated for a long time, it can cause other issues with your heart and your lungs. So that's the biggest concern with snoring. So you mentioned obstructive sleep apnea. What Mm -hmm. are some other reasons that a kid might snore? Um, So reasons why children might snore, the most common thing that I see is either adenoid and tonsil hypertrophy or enlargement, um, and also obesity is a big factor in snoring. So are there different types of snoring? Is there something, we, a pattern we can listen for? That's a good question, uh, and it, it, it's always hard to describe the pattern of snoring. Mm-hmm. The, fi- the thing I find most helpful during visits are videos of snoring. So, of the, your kid? So yeah. If you're concerned, record the video, sneak absolutely. in their room. Oh, absolutely. Good tip. Often, um, if, if I can't get a great history from the family, I'll often have them 
follow up in a couple weeks with a video of their child snoring. That helps me out a lot. But if they know to take a video before their first appointment, then they could save a visit. Take the video. <laughs> yep. Always take the video of the snoring. Okay, so you mentioned the patterns and to take a video. Is there anything else a parent could pay attention to if they're concerned about their child snoring? Sure. Um, I would pay attention to symptoms that are not that are happening when they're not sleeping. So, are they tired during the day? Are they hyperactive during the day? Are there behavior problems uh, related to not sleeping well or not having good quality of sleep? Because if they're snoring with obstructive sleep apnea, uh, even if they're sleeping many hours, they're not going to have quality sleep and that will affect their daytime behavior. And so when would a parent make an appointment? When should they make that first appointment to come in? Sure, so um, you will need a referral from your pediatrician in order to make it that first appointment. But if, uh, if there is significant snoring, uh, daytime symptoms, definitely something to talk to your pediatrician about. So what if they're snoring, but they don't have any daytime symptoms? Is snoring alone cause for concern and seeing um, the doctor? Again, it, it all depends on the, the scenario. And again, a video is very helpful. <laughs> get, um, get the video, the video is very important. Yes, um, it, it all depends. If you have any concern, of course, we are happy to see you. And we don't always recommend surgery or, or medication, but uh, we're always willing to have a conversation. If you have the video, you can rule it out, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> so um, tell me what it would be like to have a first appointment with an ENT. Like, what's that appointment like for a kid? Sure. They'll come here, uh, check in with our nurse. Uh, you'll expect to see me or one of my partners. We'll do a quick ear, nose, and throat exam. Definitely take a look at the tonsils. Definitely look at the ears. And then we, we have a conversation about what I'm suspecting and what our options are. And if you suspect a kid has the sleep apnea, mm -hmm. you, you, what did you call it? Obstructive sleep apnea. If you suspect a kid has obstructive sleep mm -hmm. apnea, what is the process for getting that diagnosed? Because in my mind, you're doing a sleep study and it's all very big and very scary. How, how is that for a child? So for, for an adult, um, they pretty much always get sleep studies. For mm -hmm. a kid, sleep studies unfortunately are not as easily available and um, not as uh, accurate in children. So sometimes we will get a sleep study, you know, if we are either on the fence about what to do or if we are suspecting that uh, the obstructive sleep apnea is very severe. Um, but for the, the majority of kids, we, we don't get a sleep study because it, it's, it's just not practical, um, that, which is why the video is so helpful. So it's usually a, a combination of symptoms and then the physical exam that, uh, that will help me make my decision. What happens if you don't get snoring checked out? Is, can it turn into something larger? Yes, yes. If, uh, if there's obstructive sleep apnea and it's left untreated and it is severe, like, like I said earlier, it can have negative effects on, on your heart and lungs. That does take years to develop. But also something to keep in mind, if the answer is removing the tonsils and the adenoids, that is a surgery that is much easier to go through as a child than an adult. So we've talked a lot about getting that video. So very quickly, mm -hmm. far away, up close, like is there, do you need to see the mouth and the nose in no, the video? An audio Just hearing is it? usually enough. Um, and what I'm looking for, you know, how loud is the snoring? Mm -hmm. um, is, is there gasping associated or pauses in breathing? You know, it, it, there's a number of things. So, um, but, but if, if I'm able to see it, uh, it is definitely helpful. And you'll probably hear way more things in that video than a parent could ever hear. Mm -hmm. So just record a nice long video <laughs> and be ready to share that when you come to your appointment. Sure. Dr. Amos, I like to ask everybody, mm -hmm. what is your favorite thing about your job? I just love working with kids. You know, um, 
yeah, I, kids are so much fun, and uh, and I see you know working with parents as well as uh, as an opportunity for me to be a teacher and to educate, and uh, and I just really like working with kids. Awesome. Well, you certainly taught me a lot of things. Mm -hmm. How to pronounce your <laughs> title for one. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure, and thank you guys for joining us.